And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome to What You Need to Know for March 26th. Welcome to everybody who is joining me live. I'm learning so many things from you just reading the comments. Commodity coffee is what the cool kids are calling coffee these days. Well, I'm learning so much from you. All right. Besides that, uh, I'm going to do something a little different here and grade the moves that weren't made at the NBA trade deadline for Kyle Lowry, Lonzo Ball, and John Collins. The busiest NBA trade deadline in history is in the books. It felt like it could be a bit of a dud the morning of. Things were sleepy early on. No movement. But then the trades start coming in. 17 trades on the day. Now, everyone is evaluating those. But what about the trades that didn't happen? I want to grade those ones. How can I grade a non-trade? How can I possibly know who is offered by either side? Well, I don't, but that has never stopped a talking head before. And I've got some knowledge in the old brain, so yeah, let's get to it. You guys comment, chime in, let me know what you're thinking. Let's take Kyle Lowry, for instance. The Sixers, Heat, and Clippers made other guard moves instead of grabbing 35-year-old champ Kyle, who will be a free agent this offseason. The Sixers got George Hill, the Clippers got Rajon Rondo, Miami got Victor Oladipo. None as good as Kyle Lowry. Now it's about fit. The initial reaction from you guys out there might be that Oladipo is scoring this year in Houston, averaging over 20 per game. But he's not shooting that well, 32% from three. And he isn't the same Victor Oladipo. Lowry would be a better fit and take the backseat to Tyler Hero handling or Jimmy Butler doing his thing, of course. Miami got to the finals because the pieces fit, and although Oladipo wants to be in Miami, he's not the same fit as Lowry. But the Heat didn't offer what Raptors GM Masai Ujiri wanted. If the package was highlighted by shooter Duncan Robinson, he'll also be a free agent this offseason. Ujiri wanted a younger, cost-controlled player, but Ujiri doesn't have control over Lowry this offseason either. So, what's the grade here? Because Lowry's going to be in demand this offseason, along with guys like Dennis Schroeder and Lonzo Ball. But the Raptors get a B plus. Yes, this talking head understands the Raptors run a risk that he could go to somewhere like Miami in the offseason. Miami retained their salary cap space by trading for Oladipo, who expires this offseason just like Kyle. But there's plenty of goodwill between Lowry and the Raps organization. A sign-and-trade could happen, although it's rare. Or they sign him back and they do this all over again in February. I guess I'm assuming a 35-year-old plus 11 months Lowry will still have plenty of trade value come February. That caboose just doesn't age. And if he leaves, the downside is they missed out on someone like Duncan Robinson. Although Robinson's a very solid player, the Raptors just aren't close enough to a championship to value everything Robinson does. Ujiri was holding out for somebody who could change the trajectory of the franchise a little bit more like Tyler Hero. 
The same can probably be said of Lonzo Ball with the Pelicans. The Pelicans held on to the soon-to-be free agent, but Ball will be in high demand this offseason. The Knicks didn't go hard at the deadline. They're waiting to push their chips in this offseason. That's what makes me grade this a C for New Orleans. Ball is having a career year, but isn't playing with the ball handling responsibilities he'd like, IMO, with Eric Bledsoe and Zion Williamson handling the rock. Man, I sound like LeVar Ball. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Too much talking head over here. I'm going a little nuts. I'm talking like LeVar, but Ball will be a restricted free agent, so the Pelicans can match any offer he gets in free agency, say from the Knicks. Okay, so, you know, that's... That's something the Pels have in their court. If New York offers ball the max, Pelicans just match him. Bring him back, no questions asked. But I don't think they do that considering their obligations to Brandon Ingram, Stephen Adams, and future max obligations to Zion Williamson. Ball is 23. His point guard competition in this year's marketplace will likely be Dennis Schroeder and Lowry. He'll get paid a lot. And unlike the connection Lowry has with Toronto, Ball doesn't have that in New Orleans. I say he lands in New York where he'll, he'll get a huge market, more spotlight to rival LaMelo Ball, and he'll be on the opposite coast of Papa Ball. He'll show dad that he's his own man, us boys. <laughs> we all have our daddy issues, don't we? Lastly, let's talk about the Hawks' John Collins, where I presume to know what he'll do in the offseason. I'm giving this non-move an A. I think he sticks around in Atlanta this offseason. I'm working off some recency bias here. He recently said on a post-game Zoom press conference that he wants to stay. Doesn't want a max contract like he wanted before. He already rejected a $90 million contract extension in January 2020 from the Atlanta Hawks. But, you know, the pandemic can change it, man. It has changed a lot of things. So why am I buying what a player says in a Zoom presser? Why will he accept less money to stay in Atlanta? Well, it could change from John Collins' side. It also could change from the front office side. The Hawks could sign him to a max deal this offseason when he's a restricted free agent. Then they can trade him later on. They got off some future money by trading Rondo at the deadline. The coaching change in Atlanta may have affected Collins' future outlook. Uh, But it all comes down to the dollars. And even though they'll likely pay Trey Young max dollars in the future, they don't have money tied up like the Pelicans do. I think John Collins could come back on some sort of contract. And the Hawks at some point can say, listen, even if we signed you to a max or close to a max, we can trade you later on. Uh, I think both sides will come to an agreement and the Hawks get an A for not moving on John Collins. Smart move. Smart move there. So, went through a few grades there. Everybody evaluating all the trades that have happened, including us on No Dunks yesterday and later on today. Make sure you check out a full No Dunks episode here on Friday. Thank you for joining me early or late, wherever you are. I'll be back on Monday to give you the news as fast as I possibly can here on What You Need to Know. Talk to you then. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, 
has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.